Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 51 of The Weird Weird West. Today is the final page of chapter 28, Time Amok, and it is therefore the last page of this adventure. We have more pages of the book to go, but the story ends, and I'm not kidding, it slams on the brakes, as we'll discuss soon. If you detect an increased swankiness in today's episode, it is perhaps because the Moscow Mule has made its return. I felt the need to celebrate and also to fortify myself. This page, I, I, I don't know whether to throw myself a party or directly into a wall. There are so many dumb things in this page coming at you so fast and then a sudden stop. How can I, how can I choose? So let me start trying to get through this. You will recall, hopefully, after a couple of days talking about handouts for the exit exam that ends this adventure, our heroes had just made their way through the belly of the chronovore and made their way to the brain where they found a machine. And around this machine were six hooded figures. And then the lead hooded figure threw back his mysterious black hood to reveal the extremely recognizable green hood of Dr. Doom. Old two hoods Victor Von Doom up to his old tricks. He set up a machine to control the chronovore to, number one, save the timeline, and number two, blackmail the multiverse. And we're here to stop him? We like the first part, but not the second part. Let's see how this goes. Quote, just after he reveals himself, Doom makes a long, gloating speech, detailing his plans and the history of his involvement in the whole affair. Then his, quote, hired hands will reveal themselves and attack. You'll recall, of course, when the author says hired hands, he is referring to the five hooded figures accompanying Dr. Doom, Sandman, Mysterio, the Black Knight, Scorpion, and hey, look over there, it's an interesting neuron. Anyway, quote, if the heroes are going to save the time stream, they've got to stop the villains here. Use the map of the brain chamber located on the cover. During the battle, Einstein cowers in a corner, and he is wise to do so, even in such a high-stakes scenario. To unleash the full power of the Einstein? Unthinkable. We're trying to save the multiverse, not beat it into submission. Einstein has got to keep his powers in check. It's up to us to defeat these extremely random supervillains. They have nothing to do with each other, except they all would plausibly work for Doctor Doom for no reason but money. I feel like this is not Mysterio's usual style. Not that he's above working for pay, but he's got an ego, he's got personal goals of his own, and this just isn't really his scene. Like, here we are in what is theoretically an exotic setting, the brain of a time-eating monster, but in reality is basically like a little generic cave map. There's no context here. Like, Mysterio doesn't corner you in an alley and beat you up. Mysterio pretends to be your therapist for months at a time and convinces you that a lack of confidence is why your superpowers won't work when it's actually that he's dosing you with suppressive psychoactive drugs. That's more Mysterio's jam, and that's a long con. It's pretty hard to set that up in a generic cave dungeon map. And, you know, in character, you can find a way to explain it away, like hallucinogenic gas, I presume, is not cheap. Maybe Mysterio needs the money. Out of character, though, one of the many candidates for dumbest thing on this page is just wasting all these villains like this. Like, could you maybe have spread them out? This is this is the only appearance of these five supervillains. We get Doctor Doom for one scene, Sandman for one scene, Mysterio, Black Knight, Scorpion for one scene. Only Black Knight deserves that treatment. And like, granted, the henchmen, maybe one scene is enough for each of them, but one scene is not enough for all of them. You could have spread them out, parceled them out throughout the adventure in some way, 
we could have a chapter where we fight Sandman. That would be a totally reasonable, fun, challenging chapter. He could turn his fists into hammers and try to hit us with them. He could flee under a locked door by turning into a little puddle of sand. And then we got to beat down the door to give chase. Ultimately, we could douse him with water and turn him into a sad mud man. Put him in a barrel. We could do that in Dodge City. They got tons of water there, presumably barrels as well. It would have been a good time. But here we are in a featureless cave, splitting our attention five ways, and that's all we get of Sandman. Not to mention Doctor Doom, who is like maybe the Marvel Universe's greatest villain, and he's here for one scene to gloat, shoot some lasers, and go down like a punk. And he will go down like a punk. The author made sure of it. He had to, because honestly, this collection of villains, losers though four-fifths of them may be, may be overpowering for many super teams. Quote, setting things right. If the heroes are having problems defeating Doom and his henchmen, you can either invent some form of active god to aid them, such as an earthquake that rocks the Cronovar's mountain, rattling the creature itself. All of the combatants must make endurance feat rolls or drop unconscious, and the villains all automatically miss their rolls. Yes, the author is so short on space and ideas that he has invoked his sacred right of rocks fall, everyone dies on his own NPCs. This is tyranny. This is the one real supervillain fight of this adventure. You know, fought some dinosaurs. We fought mobs of Crozar who may be infuriatingly difficult or trivially easy, depending on the composition of the group. We fought some desperados who pretty much ran away before we could do anything to them. But really, for all that we may have gotten our asses kicked a few times along the way, when have we really had like a superhero fight? When have we really had like a fight scene against evil villains? Twainbot doesn't count. It was a cool encounter, but Twainbot is not a villain and not overly challenging. I mean, I guess the dinosaurs are the closest thing. Maybe the dinosaurs near Dodge City, because then if we defeat them, then the townspeople can come back and drink that astounding amount of water that the general store keeps in the back. I guess that's the closest thing, but, you know, a, a dinosaur fight is not a supervillain fight. This is Dr. Doom. This is the climax. This is the big payoff. And I'm, I'm very happy with one big supervillain fight. That's fine. We don't need combat after combat. But one big, good superhero battle for justice, that's what I'm here for. This is not that. This is a handful of almost random supervillains having a squalid fight with us, in a boring environment, until the judge decides that he's tired of running the encounter, at which point he declares that there's an earthquake, and rocks fall down precisely on the skulls of all the bad guys, knocking them all unconscious. Isn't Sandman made of sand, and therefore possibly concussion-resistant, you may ask? Shh, shh. The adventure is ending, just hush. All the villains are sleeping, don't wake them. It's time for the real climax of this adventure. We, we didn't have time for a full battle with Doctor Doom, we had to punk him out with a rock to the skull because we had to save time for the true climax of the adventure, which we discussed over the past couple of pages, yet another history test, which doesn't even work properly. Of course, if you were playing through this, you wouldn't know, and how could you guess, that the battle with Doctor Doom and four other supervillains is not actually the final challenge. So you're probably going to spend a lot of karma on that fight. That would be a bad idea because after you've done the big final history exam, Einstein has to make a good intensity reason feat roll. Now, of course, good intensity is no problem for Einstein, doesn't phase him. For him, this is a straight-ahead reason roll, and he even has a relevant talent, so he's rolling an effective, monstrous reason, which means that he has an 80% chance of succeeding. Assuming that you, the players, didn't fuck up your history exam. If you did, like if you put things in the actually correct order instead of the supposedly correct order, uh, you may be giving him a penalty as much as minus 20, which reduces him to only a 60% chance of success. And... God forbid he rolls a one or a two or a three, the group is just going to have to pony up 50 plus karma to add to his roll. I mean, there's nothing else for it. This is the closest we get to GM advice about 
bailing the characters out if they fuck this up. Quote, allow the heroes to spend karma to augment Einstein's role and warn them that the entire adventure comes down to this die roll. And by the entire adventure, the author means the entire timeline, the entire Marvel Universe. All of it comes down to this one die roll. Is that a design mistake in the adventure? No, it's an opportunity. An opportunity for all of you to dig deep, dig up that last little bit of experience that you managed to squirrel away over the course of this miserable adventure and return it all to the GM at the end. Otherwise, the universe explodes. Thank you. I'll take all that XP. And now, your ending. Quote, After Einstein successfully programs the machine, there is a bright flash, and the heroes suddenly find themselves standing outside their timeship. Everyone has been returned to their proper places in time, including Doom, his henchmen, the Crozar, Einstein, the human generals, and their soldiers, and everyone else. Everything is restored to normal. The end. I just... Like, there's abrupt, and then there's this. Like, truly, if the end of this module were in a comic book, it would take, like, one page. It would be like, Doom throws his hood back. It is I, Dr. Doom. I have mastered the chronovore, and I shall seize control of the multiverse. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Wait, what's that? Rocks fall. Bang. Boulder straight to the face. Big clang sound effect. Dr. Doom falls over backward. Einstein shouts from the corner. Oh, good. He's dead. Now come over here. I have some questions to ask you about American history. Wonder Man, standing in a big collage of famous historical events. Uh, dinosaurs, crusades, Magna Carta, George Bush, all white panel. The end. And the GM just verbally assured us that everything is great and the story is over. Didn't the supervillains wake up at all while we were doing our history exam? What about, like, we all have to make endurance rolls when the rocks fall. What if we fail those endurance rolls? What if Einstein fails his endurance roll? What if Einstein, as we were just talking about, blows the roll at the end so badly that we don't have enough karma to buy it up to a success? Why did Dr. Doom and his allies go back to their proper time, even though they came here in a time machine, not due to the actions of the chronovore, but we, who also came here in a time machine, not due to the actions of the chronovore, were not returned to our proper time? In fact, we were returned to 1871 Dodge City, just outside our time ship, so whatever effect kicked everybody back to their proper places in space-time left us in the Old West, but kind of like dropped us on our doorstep <laughs> so we could go home as like, I guess, some kind of space-time courtesy. I could go on and on and on and on. I guess the dumbest thing on this page is the earthquake, just because it is the most heavy-handed example of what permeates this page, which is this story is over. There's one page to resolve it. Everything just ends with no satisfying resolution, no explanation, no logic, fucking unbelievable, and yet how could we have expected anything else after what we have been through? Join me next time when Moscow Mule Time continues as I am forced by my sacred bond of podcasting to discuss The Phantom Rider on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret, patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>